0: I saw that the glass was cleaned out of it, so I just like oh, might as well just pull it down, so it's not because it was digging into that wall on the on the right. Well,
1: yeah, and I I was actually gonna try and take it down myself, and I thought, nah, uh, not today.
0: <laughs> but anyways, welcome to Hip and Humble. I'm Aram,
1: and I'm Mom,
0: and we talk about all things antique and collectibles, and we are supported by. Hip and Humble Antiques, LLC. We've got two locations, one in downtown Fredericksburg, Virginia, at Oldies But Goodies, and one just outside of Oklahoma City in Bethany, Oklahoma, at the Rink Gallery. Uh, We are also supported by the WGSNDB Going Solo Network. It is a national online radio network, and it is a fantastic resource. Please check out all of their other creators and channels.
1: Yes, they do. They've got some fun folks.
0: Absolutely. So, we are continuing our series on the history of
1: quilts. A lot of history.
0: Lots and lots and lots of history on quilts.
1: We could. Do, we, I could do it for like a year.
0: Yeah, we could probably do a whole other podcast on quilts.
1: Yeah, we probably could. Yeah. We could just just quilt. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of other fun antiques and, and different things to learn about, but... Quilts are obviously the most interesting, so.
0: <laughs> not that you're biased at all. Nope. No, no, nope, not nope, at all. Nope, nope. So we, we kind of talked, we kind of delved a little bit into the social aspect of quilting in America in the Americas in the 1800s, and we talked about a couple of the different types of quilts, like the brodery purse, the medallion quilts, and the different styles that were made in the 18, uh, 1800s.
1: And you know what's funny is cause you, he kept saying that, you know, the broderie quilts and the medallion quilts. And I'm like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. And then I looked him up and I'm like, okay, all the names have changed. Yeah. So, and it's kind of regional.
0: Oh, you know? interesting.
1: Yeah. Some, some different quilt blocks yeah. will be called one thing in one place. And then in another part of the country, it's something totally different. Huh. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh yeah,
0: I remember was, we were talking about that. We were talking about that last time. Well,
1: yeah, the yo-yo, mm-hmm. yo-yo quilts versus the uh, penny quilts.
0: Penny quilts, right?
1: So I'd never in my life heard heard them called a penny quilt. I'd always heard they were yo-yos, but uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. And, and I I like learning that you know that they were called penny quilts and why they were called penny quilts because they were made out of scraps and they would actually put pennies in them because they would use them for rugs or whatnot so that they would lay flat right i thought well that's really neat
0: yeah that is neat
1: i don't i don't know why we always just call them yo-yos yeah but i never thought we never i have never seen them used as a rug i've always seen them as curtains or a coverlet for the bed or you know even a partition or something like that but Not never on a not
0: not as a rug. Yeah, no. Well, I would. I typically don't think of quilts as rugs because every. I mean, everything that every quilt that you you've made have definitely not stepped on.
1: But these were, you know, the penny quilts. They were any scrap of fabric that you had right and so they would use it back when you know back whenever they didn't really have flooring you know
0: yeah like well and know, and that, so. that also I mean, we also kind of talked about them so quilting back at that time was definitely a lot more utilitarian than, oh, than yes. anything else and it was
1: very utilitarian but also there's a lot of political quilts yeah a lot of political yeah. quilts
0: yes no, absolutely. Baltimore
1: album quilts are a wonderful example of political quilts. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they're, they're, um, they're themed, I guess, on the, what was going on at their time right then.
0: Interesting. So, and is that, is that, does that display through the patterns more?
1: Well, it, yeah, it can be displayed through the patterns. Um, sometimes, well, they'll have, uh, maybe presidential one on there uh-huh. or the North versus the South or, or whatever, but they will have, uh, and there, well, Baltimore album quilts, I think, are some of the most beautiful out there. Oh, really? I really do. I yeah. Mean, it, the amount of work that goes into a Baltimore album is just phenomenal. But uh, but a lot of times they were like commemorative quilts, so they would make a Baltimore album. Sometimes they're just for beauty. I mean, they they really are just exquisite quilts, but. Uh, Most of the time, they would not most of the time, but I'd say some of the times, they were commemorative quilts. Yeah. So they really, it was not a utilitarian quilt.
0: No, no, not at all. Well, and so actually the largest collection of Baltimore album quilts can be found at uh, the Maryland Historical Society in Baltimore's historic Mount Vernon neighborhood. There are over 10,750 textiles. Wow. Yeah, including quilts that are preserved with other samplers and embroideries.
1: Oh, we need to go. We there.
0: definitely need to go. Except
1: so Baltimore's kind of scary
0: right now, but. Uh, Baltimore's usually scary. <laughs> yeah,
1: Baltimore is. I don't remember what happened. Saw something the other day. Baltimore had passed or I don't remember what it was, but I kept thinking. I, I went to Baltimore shock trauma, um, with my arm and they, cause they can't figure out what my arm it you know, won't work, yeah. so they uh, sent me. Th-
0: and uh, for reference, her she she broke her arm fighting a bear. Oh please! <laughs> she, okay, it was uh, well. How long has it been? It's been two years now.
1: No, it's been longer. That was two thousand and fifteen.
0: Oh wow! So that's been six years. Never mind.
1: Yeah, it's been a been a while.
0: It's been yeah. a while.
1: Yep, it still won't turn over. my no,
0: no. Might, my
1: arm doesn't turn anymore. It's permanently in one position. But anyway, I went to the went. They sent me to Baltimore Shock Trauma to have um. One of the, the hand surgeon there look at it because apparently there's only three of the best of the best hand surgeons in the country. One yeah. of them, one of them is in Baltimore because of the amount of gunshot wounds that they have. Surprise.
0: Not surprise, right. surprise. <laughs>
1: but I, I stayed at the hotel at a hotel that was right across the street from the hospital and stuff and, and I, w- I wasn't sure where I was going exactly. So I asked the concierge. I'm like, you know, can you tell me how to get to the shock trauma center and I need to go to this building and blah, blah. And uh, he started to tell me, he goes, you know what? I'll just walk you. It's not safe. And I'm like, okay, it's eight o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, crime knows no time. Apparently not. But
1: it's like, okay, well, there you go. Yeah. But I would do a road trip over
0: there. Oh, absolutely. So I'm, I'm sure that they have a lot of different uh, styles of quilts. Uh, you know, like they said, there's there's over 10,000 different types of textiles in, oh, sure. in, there. And... Uh, that ties a lot into what we were talking about as far as the different styles and patterns of quilts based on the region and also their time and history and what they meant to those people uh, at that time. Uh, and we also talked a little bit last week about the, the way that the way that quilts turn from a basically more utilitarian to more of a turn from utilitarian to more of a folk art. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh Yeah. Yeah, quilts can be, yeah, definitely, I think quilts have always been artistic. Absolutely. Well, think,
0: they're always an expression of, of something, except, wh- whether it be an expression of need or an expression of, you know, comfort or, or whatever. But they're, they're always an expression of something because oh, yeah. they come from people. Well, and I
1: think quilts are kind of unique because, you know, art always kind of depicts the time in which it was, was created. A right. painting, you know, you can look at a Picasso, you can look at a Monet and it, kind of really shows kind of what was popular at the time, kind of what was innovative, if there was a new technique or, right. or whatever. Um, and even, you know, you can go back to, you know, all the way back, oh, uh, Michelangelo and whatnot, yeah. and, you know, and you dive into what was popular at the time. I remember the little cherubs that don't have their uh, shoes on or something. It were, was
0: very risque. It was very risque you know. at
1: the time. and I mean, that kind of just gives you a flavor of that time. But, with quilts, I mean, with those kind of artists, they were really singled out, yeah, you know they're singled out and and revered and whatnot at this point, but with quilts, everybody did it, yeah. It was kind of it's kind of a universal equalizing kind of thing because everybody needed a blanket. It's cold.
0: Yeah, well, so. I, I mean, when you say everybody, I mean everybody. Yeah, and, everybody. and and we talked about this also last week where they would have com, you know, communities would come together and they would help each other with quilts. Oh yeah, they would have the yeah. quilting socials. And but
1: it's just it was very equalizing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, well, no. not 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 only is it is it equalizing. I would say <sighs> as an artistic form. Quilts not only depict their time, but they also capture time because oh, they because you use quilts. Yeah.
1: You use quilts, yeah, but you also you know a quilt also depicts the time um, by the fabric, yeah, because certain fabrics um, you know you They'll date fade, a quilt or right. you'll date a quilt by the fabric. So yeah. you look at when did they start printing fabric. You know when was yeah. it? When was it not woven anymore? You know, so they started printing fabric and putting dye into fabric. Well, they could only do that with uh, you know, using one process. Right. So then it. Technology became a little more advanced and now you've got two or three colors that can be printed yeah. on a fabric and so on and so on. So, I mean, you can kind of see how those different manufacturing, even manufacturing and technology has played a part in quilts.
0: Yeah. Through yeah. How they're made well, and, and we, the we, resources. And we talked about that with, with other with other types of antiques or other tools and other other types of art, uh, especially pottery and things of that accord, is just the way that the, the way that the pottery is heated, the the tool oh, sure. the tools yeah. that are used. You can tell the time period of pieces based on their based on their characteristics.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And you know now quilts have, have evolved and and of course they're not needed like they used to be. Yeah. You know you can buy a blanket at Walmart. Yeah. So you know you can do all that. So quilts have kind of almost um you know, the, now it's a major industry. Yes. You know, it's a major industry because you've got, you know, different designers of specific fabrics. Yeah. And everybody's showing a new technique. Oh and, yeah. Um, well,
0: and then, and also a lot, a lot of the seamstress or the sewing community for like that, that style of sewing, the quilting, they've, mo- they've moved, they also move into, uh, clothing and fashion and, and yeah. so on and so forth. So a lot of the, very talented a lot a lot of very talented seamstresses are uh, very versatile in that regard
1: well yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, quilting yeah. building a creating a shirt or a skirt or something like that takes a whole lot more to me, okay, and I've sewn all my life, mm-hmm. so I can say if I am creating a blouse or a shirt or making a suit, I've made your dad's suits and stuff. Yeah. That is much harder than putting together any quilt I've ever put together. Oh
0: yeah. Well, which reminds me, we got, we got to do my measurements later. Okay. Well,
1: (laughs) I'm not giving you my measurements.
0: No, Nope. All right. Fair enough.
1: But, but yeah, I mean, they've, but nowadays, um, you know, they don't really have uh, the HGTV used to actually have craft projects, you know, craft shows. It wasn't all you know house hunters. So, right. but they, but the um, quilters, different quilter people, they they have uh, shows and stuff on how to quilt and how to do. And and I was actually just telling them about um, one place, the Missouri Star Company uh, Quilt Company. They have like a whole little town. Yeah, you can go to. I mean, it's kind of more of just a hobby. I think it's kind of turned more into a hobby and not quite so much as an art form that it used to be or an I mean it's always an expression.
0: Yeah. But
1: it's not the community project that it
0: used to be. Well no. I, I mean we talked about this last week, but like we said, uh during the eighteen hundreds in many parts of the countries there was there was a custom that, you know, there were, young girls would make a baker baker's dozen of quilt tops before she would be engaged. Another custom was for, you know, Uh, for a community to come together at a quilting social and they would, they would sew quilting tops, you know, one, one person would sew quilting tops. The other would, would sew the, you know, the, the backing and basically they would help each other to make these quilts because it was a very communal, it was a very communal process and it was a very social thing that brought people together and also like allowed you to help your neighbor out and so on and so forth where, you know, like, like we're saying now it's not, it's, that's not, that's not needed. You know, you, anybody can walk, you can go down to Walmart and, and buy, buy a blanket or a curtain or a rug or what have you. I mean, you know, shoot, you can, you can go on amazon.com and buy all those things and have them delivered the next day. You don't even have to leave your home, but Uh, I will say, we've talked about this before, but a lot of the advancements in technology that have allowed us to communicate uh, quicker and to be more efficient in the way that business is done, I will say, have dehumanized a lot of social interactions.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: You know.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Well, definitely. And I think that a lot of people are interested in making quilts and stuff because, you know – People don't uh, – I won't say they don't take care of their homes. They do take care of their homes, but they don't sew for their homes um, like they used to.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I actually read a book not too long ago about the history of aprons. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Too cool. Yeah, it was, it's really – it was a, a neat little book. Yeah. But But it kind of puts a lot of that in perspective with aprons because yeah. used to everybody had it. All women wore an apron. Yes. And that apron was for everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, prairie women, when they were, you'd see pictures of prairie women, and they will have that long apron on because it keeps their clothes clean. It wipes little kids' snotty noses. It can also take a, you know, Mm -hmm. use it as a hot pad. Use it to wipe down. what? I mean, it was constantly used. Oh, yeah. And then, kind of as we had, you know, the houses grew and they're more inside and all that kind of stuff aprons got a little shorter and now they were just basically to keep the dinner off your off your dress as you were making dinner and stuff then they became more of a um like an accessory yes just kind of more of an accessory to clothing and stuff Mm -hmm. and then eventually as women's lib and all that came then they're like oh we're not gonna wear our aprons anymore cut you know cut ties with all that and so then aprons kind of fell out of popularity. Yeah. And then they came they came around and they're like, "Oh, you know what? Men can wear aprons." And thus was born the barbecue apron. Yeah. And I'm like, "You know, that's really true." I mean, the social light, you know, social policies or whatever at the time, yeah. you know, kind of killed off the apron, but I love the aprons. aprons
0: are cool. You know, I I started wearing an apron uh, as I've been cooking,
1: yeah, I, lo- I have and my apron.
0: it is fantastic. I love it. Of course, I call it my utility apron because Catherine, <laughs> Catherine started making fun of me. She she started walking down. She said, "Oh, you look so cute in that." Apron. And I, and I was like, you know, it's an, it's a utility apron. It's not oh, cute. That's
1: okay.
0: That's what it's, I use. I do. I use so it. For you know everything. what?
1: The best chefs wear aprons.
0: Uh, well, and I use it for everything. I mean, well, you do. <laughs> and I I didn't realize what I was missing until I started wearing that apron. Well,
1: and I think. I think, yeah, when you do wear one, yeah, you go, wow, this is awesome because you don't care if it's dirty. Exactly. You know?
0: like, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I, I, Catherine gets mad at me too because when I, when I am cooking, I'm very messy because I just, I just throw everything in there. I, you know, I whip stuff up. I just, I was just very messy. Of course I clean it immediately after I'm finished doing whatever. Yeah. Uh, so the kitchen is always clean when I'm finished, but she says, I just can't watch you cook because it makes you feel like every, she's like, like you're just so messy when you're doing it. Yeah, well, like, well, I'm, I just, I just,
1: you're doing it. I'm so just I'm, doing I'm, it. I'm counting that as a win for me.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I've, I've found now, you know, I'm just a lot more creative. <laughs> I just, if I, if I, I'll find two or three, you know, I'll find whatever my meat is, and then, all right, you know, what do I, what vegetables do I have, and then I just throw them all together and start Bam. seasoning, and Got oh, done. there we go, there you go. You know, I made, I made, I made many meals. So I think I had like asparagus one night and. Uh, uh, some roast and just 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 weird. There's combinations that you know we normally don't have just because those were that's what we had left.
1: Yeah, well that that happens. Yeah. So, but I I think quilts and aprons are kind of kind of go together. Now, I mean, women like to take quilting classes and kind of learn how to do because I do think that particularly women. Now, I do know a lot of men quilters. Yeah. Um, well, you know what, um, Lloyd, friend of ours. <laughs> yeah mr lloyd yeah he, he's an arborist and yes. uh, and he's an excellent quilter yeah really really wonderful quilter uh-huh. so uh, there are a lot of men that that do quilt and 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 are real good at it. it's just like with cooking you know everybody kind of associates cooking with women but they're i mean obviously men's sh- chefs that are
0: men you got bobby flay you yeah. got uh what's well, Emeril lagasse and yep. Uh, Gordon Ramsay and all those guys, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah.
1: So, but there's a lot of men that are quilters and they do beautiful work. And I, I love going to quilt, if anybody gets a chance to go to a quilt show, any kind of quilt show, um, they're really neat to go to because women's quilts, um, are kind of more, well, they're more feminine, obviously.
0: Yeah. yeah. But
1: they're more feminine. Now you do have some that doing this, you know, uh, thread art and stuff which is really neat and I
0: very intricate totally,
1: totally appreciate
0: very intricate the, it's, yeah. I mean it is beautiful
1: yeah I, I totally appreciate it it's not my personal preference or style but I do appreciate the work that's gone into it and the planning that's gone into it oh yeah but I will say with the men's quilts they're very precise hmm. there seems to be a lot more mathematics involved in it which I don't math folks not at yeah. all but a lot more curves and a lot more kind of Almost geometric kind of kind of feels.
0: Yeah, no, I know, I I know what you're saying. Like, if you were to look at a kaleidoscope and you look at the very specific um, crease points of the glass, I've I've seen a lot of men's quilts that are like that. They have, yeah, very nice. Very, I mean, and the the colors are often they're they're. They're, they're well coordinated as well. Yeah. And, or, or they're offset. Yeah. You know.
1: But they're, they're very, very nice. But I, I love looking at men's quilts because they bring in such a different angle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Cause you get, you know, I'm used to looking at things, of course, from my feminine woman perspective. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to kind of, okay, how is the man, you know, how, what is his perspective?
0: Yeah. And just, yeah.
1: you know, that really just adds to the flavor and I think adds to the, Quilting communities.
0: Yeah, well, and obviously, or this last week I, I started dabbling,
1: dabbling, <laughs> dabbling, dabbling
0: with my uh with my upholstery project.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. I've I've started dabbling, and I, and you know, I really, I really do enjoy it. It's, <laughs> it 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 is very. It, you have to focus. You have
1: to focus, and
0: it takes all of your attention. And for me, I'm very ADD. I'm very erratic and are I, you I, uh, I'm, I know wow. I know you know <laughs> I'm so shocked y'all so, can't see my shocked face but oh, shocked you see
1: <laughs> no but and I've been telling you that for years yeah
0: too. well but I mean that's that's part of the problem too is I if if I start something I'm really good at starting things yeah me too not not great at finishing
1: no but um I guess what's kind of nice though is because I have a, I have a, he has a wood project in here too so
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so we started with the upholstery and the chairs, so that's good. And, and you did finish. I
0: those, did finish right? that, yeah.
1: So and you know have the wood project too. But uh, one nice thing about the upholstery or working with some of the wood is you can walk away.
0: You can walk away. Not only can you walk away, but when you finish, it is it's like it's a very nice feeling of accomplishment.
1: Oh yeah. You know Absolutely.
0: it's <gasps> because it's it's not like a work project or something like no. that where you, it takes you you know three or four months or you know some some people like I, I was on a project that took over a year and you know when it finished it was it was basically like yo okay now we go into the next one right yeah i mean they they had you know they do like work parties or whatever but it's well but when
1: you finish a creative project mm-hmm. upholstery project or or refinishing a piece of furniture or something like that i think there's just or even the quilt i've got a quilt in here on my sewing machine now that i'm desperately trying to finish because it's for tab i my youngest son, Tavin. Yeah. So I'm to give to him for his birthday. Oh, yeah. He'll be 21.
0: 21.
1: 21. But it is such a wonderful. When, it's kind of like when you put that last stitch in, you're just like, oh, hallelujah. And then you got to take pictures, show everybody. And, and most people are like, oh, good. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. You don't understand.
0: Understand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't understand how much this, how long this has taken me.
0: No. But, and they never will. But no. folks, we got to talk more about that when we come
1: back. Okay. Hi, my name is Kaylin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Tea Time Thoughts. Do you ever wish you could learn more about history, books, music, art, and culture, but you just don't know where to start? I totally feel your pain. Learning about all these things can be so overwhelming. Well, I want to change all of that for you. In my podcast, Tea Time Thoughts, I'll show you just how fun it all can be. In the time it takes to have a cup of tea, I'm going to teach you everything from the French Revolution to the Black Plague, Mozart to Broadway musicals, Da Vinci to Robert Frost, Ancient Egypt to Queen Elizabeth II, and more. You can stream Tea Time Thoughts wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So what are you waiting for? Put the kettle on and listen to Tea Time Thoughts today.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to Hip and Humble. I'm still Aram,
1: and I'm still Mom, and
0: we are stock- still talking about quilts. Although yes, we are. Although we have delved into quite a few other topics, we have. We have. But quilting is is an overarching concept that that really has sparked a lot of art and creativity, and I think it's well worth talking about those other things associated with it.
1: Well, it is. And I was I was sitting here thinking, you know, people don't always understand that feeling of whenever, oh my goodness, I'm finally done with this, mm-hmm. and look what I created. But I will say, a lot of times when you are buying a quilt, mm-hmm. especially at an antique mall or something like that, I've heard I've had people come in and they'll see the price tag on it, and you know I might have some quilts that are forty dollars, and I might have some quilts that are two hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah, and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're going to pay that that much for a quilt. And I'm like, well, you well, don't understand one, the
0: hours that went into I'm that. Like
1: number one, you have no idea how many hours went into that. Yeah. Number two, and if it's an antique quilt. If it's three or four hundred dollars, it's in perfect condition. Oh yeah. (laughs) So and it's pretty hard to get you know something that's a hundred years old in pristine condition. So yeah, you are going to pay for that. Mm-hmm. But uh,
0: and before we get more into that, let me go ahead and thank our sponsors again. Absolutely, they, we are uh, supported by Hip and Humble Antiques LLC. Uh, if you guys are not following us on Instagram, please do. It's HIPN.humble. dot humble. I will forgive you if you could, if you follow us after this episode. Hipn dot humble. Also, if you like what we're doing a lot and you want us to continue, please consider leaving us a tip on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash hip and humble. We appreciate anything you guys give us, and we put everything that you do right back into the show. Yes. We are also supported by the WGSNDB Going Solo Network. Again, this is a national radio or online radio network with a ton of great creators. Please check them out. All right. So no, it, it it is interesting. Well, not interesting. It's euphoric to have that feeling of accomplishment.
1: <laughs> I have created my own little monster. Mm-hmm.
0: Even the it, the and so I talked about this right before we went through the break, of course. But I started or I did an upholstery project last week where it was very. It's very simple, and it's it's funny the perspective that I gained. Uh, well, it, looking at
1: it was your very first one, yeah. so you know that's why I said, "Hey, you can do these chairs because it was easy."
0: It was, yeah. But
1: there's still a lot of techniques in it.
0: Yeah, well, I, was, I mean, the cording that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. What well, and uh, oh, was some, who was it? I think it was John or Kathy. One of them applauded applauded me for the cording. Like, oh wow, you did the cording. Like, oh, yeah. there you go. Who knew? Well,
1: a lot of these little details that you know, particularly with upholstery. You know, you just don't even really think that much no, about yeah. it. It's like, oh, okay. They got those little studs and things. Okay. Takes a lot. It takes a lot to get those little
0: studs in there. It does. Perfectly. It really, really does. And the
1: cording on and mm-hmm. you know, the colors and whatnot. So I think, I, I think like with most things, once you do it once or twice, then you have a new appreciation.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's like now every time I look at a piece of furniture, especially, uh, you know, a, an upholstered piece of furniture, I go, that, that was a lot of work. That was a lot, <laughs> of, work. Was a lot of work. Well, cuz I uh, I was talking to uh, I was talking to my mother before we started the podcast about the about the upholstery project and I said, "You know, I I went down cuz originally I was using a different fabric and it didn't go as well the first round."
1: Yeah, that's okay. And
0: that that's fine, but I went ahead and bought a different kind of fabric that was a little more malleable, a little easier to do to work with and um I walk down thinking, oh, you know, I, I I started it and I figured it out. So I think it should take me, a, you know, it shouldn't take me that long. But of course, it took me, I want to say, maybe three or four, probably five hours longer <laughs> than I thought it would. Everything always takes longer than, than what you think. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Always does. I will say the other thing I've learned doing furniture is, I mean, I don't know if any of y'all's mothers would do this, but you know, my mom, don't sit on the edge of the sofa like that. And mm-hmm. It's like, okay, whatever. Don't sit in a chair. Don't do the legs back like that. And It's like, okay, well, now that, you know, I've done upholstery for many years now, um, I see what that damage does. When oh, you really? sit really? Yeah, when you sit on the edge, and I'm like, oh, you know what? That is a pain in the neck to put that whole structure back together before I can even upholster it. Oh, no. So I'm like, yeah. Stay off the arms of that sofa. Stay off the arms of that <laughs> Yeah. Sit in it correctly. Oh
0: yeah. Well, I've noticed too, if you go, you know, a lot of, uh, men in their twenties and under, I have, uh, very old sofas that they found on the side of the road or, you know, so on and so forth or uh, cardboard or, or plywood, uh, furniture and so on. And I've sat in a lot of those houses and it's like, you know, I sit down, and I sat down in a, a sofa and it's like, there's, there's nothing. There's no support. There's no yeah. n- it's just oh wow, that is a wooden beam. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. That's true. And so you See, definitely- at some
1: point I'm gonna have you help me with that one right there.
0: Yeah, that I've been looking at that one.
1: <laughs> I have hounds tooth to go on it.
0: That would be absolutely perfect for that. I have
1: this wonderful um I guess you might call it a settee, but it yeah. looks like it looks like a wingback chair, but it's a sofa. I mean yeah. it's it's not a long sofa; it's a small sofa, what maybe three feet or something. I don't uh, three or four feet long. It's it's not. It's, it's probably not
0: a, about five feet long. You think so? Yeah, that's not three feet, man.
1: Well, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, it was a cool piece, very cool. So, and I picked up. Oh, I picked up out actually in Oklahoma, out in the uh, guy had stuff out in his barn anyway.
0: But yeah, no, it it does look great. You guys will see it whenever we start filming.
1: Well, not like it is now. It looks horrible. I guess you could do it before
0: picture. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it before.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, but yeah, that, that's a really, that's going to be a fun piece.
0: Yeah. Well, and we, we kind of, we kind of started to get into this last week. Or I think this is really where we left off. And sorry, we're going on a tangent, but there's a lot of really interesting stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff about quilts. Well, I will tell you
1: though, with the quilts, um, and that's what this little gold, I had this little gold chair here, uh, all my life. <laughs> I've had this little gold chair yep. and it needs to be reupholstered so badly, but. I actually have bought an old quilt that is, you know, there are pieces of it that are great and then there's pieces of it that are not great. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm going to use to upholster this quilt with oh, or this chair.
0: That makes sense. So use,
1: use the old quilts. That's something else too. When you, when, you know, you find old quilts and stuff, a lot of times they're not in good shape and sometimes you can do some stuff to kind of save them, Yeah. but sometimes you just can't. Yeah. And you know, but they may have a piece here, a piece there, I, I love seeing stuff that people are creative with it. I have a quilt of my, my grandmother's.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and my aunts gave it to us, but it was probably in the back of a cupboard and aunt, or rodents had got into it and it, there wasn't much left of it. But what we did, my mother and I did is we went and, um, we found like three, th- uh, four blocks that were yeah. all together. Um, one for me, one for my sister, and one for my brother, um, that, that were good. And we framed them, and then we actually framed, um, single blocks for each of our kids so that they could have something of their great grandmothers.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But, I mean, that was just kind of a really, you know, nice thing. That was something that she made, and it was, uh, you know, it's a nice little memory, even though it was something that really it was just, it just was, you know, a rag basically the whole it was very much
0: it was tattered
1: very tattered
0: tattered it was worn it was used
1: yeah but i've also seen a lot of people have taken um quilts and given them a new life by making them into little stuffed animals
0: absolutely uh,
1: pillows yeah you know just all kinds of fun fun things
0: well absolutely like like she's saying you can take a lot of these all all these quilts obviously they're they're just pieces of fabric put together, and you can take different sections out yeah. that are you know not as worn as others, and use the use that fabric to then apply to whatever else, whether yeah. it be a chair, stuffed animals, so on and yep. so forth. You can
1: be very creative with them. I've even seen people that have gotten old window frames, mm-hmm. and they'll put uh, quilts in those window panes. Oh wow! You know, and just hang that as a piece of art on their wall, so which
0: is really cool. Oh
1: yeah, there's a lot of really neat ways to. You know, to kind of revive and save some, little at least little pieces of these quilts that are, you know, really torn up.
0: Yeah, well, Very and I mean up. that's that's like we like I said earlier, quilts are not only a piece of art, but they are also a piece of time. Oh, yeah, you know because they really do capture the time within them, like they they wear because of the use and their and their time. And uh, but before we started to get or before we started talking about that, though, we had talked about the different types of quilts and so on, but we haven't talked about, and we also talked about how they've been made. And, the reason that uh, quilts were so were sh- were so sh- were so social back in the 1800s was because they took a lot of time because everything was hand sewn. But in the mid-1800s, the introduction of the sewing machine somewhat altered dependence on hand sewing. So long before electricity became common, quilters could power sewing machines with a foot treadle or a hand crank. The invention of a separate quilting attachment for the sewing machine by Henry Davis of Chicago did not seem to be widely used. Hand quilting remained the favorite favorite method for nearly a century so even though sewing machines were available people still preferred hand sewing especially for intricate or detailed work for the actual quilting right
1: and a lot of people still do i mean i excuse me i do i do enjoy hand quilting i don't enjoy it as much as i used to just because my arm is challenged Hmm. and so it it can be very painful now to to hold my hand in one position or have one small movement in that hand. right. But I I do think it's it's beautiful. I mean, I really I think it's much. Um, I do I think it's much much more purty. That's not a good yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> but I I think it it just gives it such a different uh, flavor. What I mean when you can kind of you can tell when it's been hand quilted versus a machine quilted. Well, absolutely, and
0: I mean. Back in that in the 1800s, much of the handwork involved in quilting may have been a form of relaxation, especially for pioneer oh, sure. for pioneer women. It's kind of a relief from the real labor that they, I mean, because we talked about it early with with the delve back into the history of aprons. I mean, the pioneer women they were constantly working, and I mean sure. hard hard work. Oh yeah. So a relief from that drudgery and that real labor of the family life on the frontier, they they would use that handwork and they you know, you could sit in a chair and sit there and do that handwork. And it's kind of uh additionally that that fine handwork was a kind of a source of pride and status.
1: Sure. You know Well and you can you know, they could still be busy, still be Making things for their home, even right. though they are sitting there and resting. Right. I know you make fun of me all the time because I will always, I always have a project
0: in you my lap. You always have a project. In I my always lap.
1: have something in my lap. I always take some.
0: Well, I mean, you and Catherine are that same way. Catherine, Catherine will either be reading. She'll start. She'll start reading a book, or she'll start listening to a book, or she'll sit on her phone. She she can't sit and watch a show with me without averting her attention to other places.
1: Yeah. Well. There you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that I think also is just kind of the way I was brought up too. my grandmother was that way. Yeah. My grandmother always had a crochet project or something, you know, going on that she could sit and watch television or whatever, um, was always making something. And that was just kind of the way I grew up. So we just didn't just sit there and watch TV.
0: Right. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think... Like we had talked about before when we talked about the history of radio, your, your grandmother was in, in the time where they didn't have TVs. They sat around, they sat around the radio.
1: If you had, well, had if, enough
0: money. Yeah. If you had enough money Which to have the radio.
1: Hers really didn't. I mean, now they were, you know, they're Cherokee and they, they grew, I mean, they grew up pretty darn poor. Um, yeah. they call it shantytown. It's kind of where they grew up and they, they really were pretty much in, uh, well, lean to's and, just shacks, basically. Where yeah. they were. I mean, nobody, who could afford a radio? Yeah. And they were doing good to afford food.
0: Yeah. So I, I, speaking of Indian reservations and the Native Americans and so on, I, there was a girl I knew in high school who went to an Indian reservation for some kind of project or something to do with school. And she went, because I think her, intention was to be a lawyer for the native for one for one of the native american reservations that's what's her what she wanted to do and she went there to the reservation and she said yeah i thought i had seen poor <laughs> that that is they are they are po they don't even have the two the o and the r they are po
1: well you know i they are i mean they can be they you know. can't
0: yeah not not all not all of them, i but. mean
1: of course i'm you know being from oklahoma yeah we got all, we got everything there but um, I will say the Chickasaw nation has built, well, they took over what used to be a country club. Yeah. Um, right down the street from where my mother lives. And, uh, I, that is probably one of the most beautiful buildings. I mean, they yeah. have, they have made, taken that and just made it their own. It, it is gorgeous. Oh yeah. But I know the tribes in Oklahoma, um, they have, uh, there's so many resources. Yeah. And of course they have the casinos now, which, I think the casinos are great for the tribes, and it's a great money maker. I personally just hate seeing them in the landscape, but I do appreciate what they bring to the tribes. But those casinos and that money that's come in from there—they have their own colleges, they have work programs, they have—you know—they've got so many opportunities now provided just through their tribe. Yeah, you know, not government money, but just through their own tribal money that you know they really have got like a leg up on on anything that they want really
0: yeah well and th- i mean that is the benefit that is the benefit of those casinos for for the tribe yeah. you know but, like-
1: but they've really really have taken taken off and done done so much with it so yeah. you know they have their own colleges they've got yeah. they've got all kinds of stuff but uh, but i got to tell you this little story it's kind of funny <laughs> all right okay well, I was, um, well, I was at home. Okay. And Cale was my middle son. He was with me. I think Tavin was too. You weren't there. But, hmm. um, I wanted to go, I wanted to go get, um, the Iowa tribe there, um, right outside, uh, Shawnee. It's kind of the Potawatomi County, um, tribe. But anyway, the Iowa tribe, they have uh, this wonderful little gift shop in there and actually they sell wool. And I was like, I wanted oh, to go okay. get some wool. Yeah. And, That generally the tribe they, the stores and stuff they close around five o'clock, five six o'clock, and I knew I was running pretty close. And we went, and it's kind of like you're driving onto like a prison or something, yeah. Because you got to go through these these big you know gates, and they got razor wire at the top, Uh you know, kind of doing that. Remember, Kale's kind of like looking around and stuff. And I said, "Well, honey, I just, you know, I got a hurry. I just want to go in here and see if they have this one wool that I'm, I was needing for wanting for something." Right. And Kale's uh, like, okay, well, I'm gonna wait in the car. So what? Well, you just need to come in with me. I said because I can't be sitting in the car. It's a hundred million degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. And he's uh, like, okay. <laughs> he's kind of started looking around and stuff. Said you have to stay with me because they're gonna close the gates over here pretty soon, and you're way too white to be in here. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they they scalp you. And he's like. <gasps> <laughs>
0: I was laughing.
1: I said, "Oh, "Oh, honey, they haven't scalped anybody a long
0: time." No, (laughs) no, no.
1: (laughs) But it, uh, you know, it does. It looks like a. It looks theirs anyway. Not all of them do, but you know, big old razor wire. The Shawnee tribe, though, that just built theirs, they have some beautiful iron gates. And they're gorgeous. Oh yeah, it's they're really pretty.
0: Just depends on and where you go.
1: They have they have a big old Indian taco night.
0: Yeah, they'll oh, probably, and Indian tacos are fantastic.
1: They'll probably start it again, you know, here
0: soon. I hope. But oh yeah,
1: yeah. Thursdays
0: they have Indian tacos. <clears throat> oh yeah, really, really good. They are delicious. <laughs> well, folks. Thank you for joining us for this time. We will, of course, continue this series on quilting next week. But try we try not are...
1: to get on to too many tangents.
0: Well, we can't not with quilting. I know quilting quilting goes on to too many th- other things.
1: It absolutely does.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, folks, thanks again for joining us and being with us. We really have a fun time talking with each other and talking with you guys. Absolutely. Also, anytime you guys have any feedback for us, or or want us to talk about something, or Want us to shout out your name or, or whatever, let us know and uh, we'll give you a shout out. And uh, we really appreciate all of you guys listening in and we're so thankful for each and every one of you.
1: Yes, we are. We Thank you much.
0: Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, stay hip. And humble. Bye.
1: Bye.